listeners, are you sitting comfortably? I can almost hear the fire crackling. And what's that? Ah, the little ones playing in the next room. Hmm. And the dogs snoring gently in your lap. Isn't he cute? He's a beagle. Let's just hope it's a sleep from which he might awake. Why don't you cuddle up next to your loved one? Be sure to hold them close. A little closer. You never know who or whom might drag them away. <laughs> Perhaps down the slanted hallway. <laughs> now hold on, Mr. Narrator. It's good you mentioned sitting comfortably. Many of us struggle to find a comfortable sitting position. Don't think it's you. It could be your couch or chair. That's why, whenever Mr. Narrator and I need to find a comfy seat, we always seek out a Johnson brand asbestos couch. Wherever I am, be it a diner or a hotel lobby, I won't sit unless it's Johnson's asbestos. It has all the softness of cotton and all the firmness of stone. Its insulating nature will keep you warm on those cold winter nights, and its rock-solid composition means it'll never deflate or dimple. When it's Johnson's asbestos, you know it's the bestest. And speaking of bestest... What we have for you tonight promises to be some of the bestest we have to offer. Deep in the far-off corners of the slanted hallway, where the janitors don't think I look to see if they've done their job, and where I sprinkle dust from home. That's where the nightlife thrives, where the dive bars lay, and where tonight's offering takes place. Consider, dear listeners, two friends, Sam Burns and Artie Fitzroy, and a chance meeting with fate. The place, the Oyster River Pub. Half Irish bar, half ugly. All slanted hallway. <laughs> the time, evening, about seven-ish. The hallway... Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's slanted, and, and the story begins. Hey, barkeep, want to see how many shot glasses I can fit in my mouth? I'm not doing this again. Color me impressed. Hey, Sam, nice job with those shot glasses again. Hardy, I've been waiting for you. What do you mean? I'm right on time. Seven-ish. It's nearly eight-ish. Fellas, fellas, just to let you know, we're closing a little early tonight. Ten-ish. Thanks, Marv. Say, can you fix me up a drink? <laughs> Don't stop pouring till he's fun. What do you know about fun? A little more than you, I take it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm the one always bringing us out here. Yeah, well, not fun enough to notice that dame. <laughs> Which dame? Easy with the looking around. You gotta be more nonchalant about this sort of thing. Use your side eyes. I'm not talking about that one. The one way down at the end of the bar. Oh, the one with the limp. Oh, or the one in the chair. Or, or the one... The one who's been casting her gaze this way. Her gaze? Gentlemen, this isn't a... I mean that she's looking at us, Marv. Anyway, she's been making eyes at us since I walked in. And I'd wager a while before that, too. <laughs> yeah? I guess you're right. Gee, how didn't I notice that before? Probably because you've been chasing the bottom of that glass. Yeah, 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 sure. It's... But that ain't no normal look. 
It's like she's, uh... She's transfixed. Yeah, that's the look. You know, boys, uh, I just gotta say, uh... Well, Sam, here's fun. And Marv, you can get in on the action, too. Well, all right. I, I love being a part of... Uh... You hold the money. Now, what's this with the money now? Hang on, hang on, and listen. See that dame? Yeah, we established that already. All right, now, casual-like, which one of us is she making eyes at? Oh. Well, it ain't Marv. He's service. And he's got that gross nose. Well, we know that. But which of us? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know. It could be me. It could be you. She's looking at both of us. Not like a lizard. You know how their eyes are... Yeah, I know what you mean. Like an iguana? Cram it, Marv. And he means a chameleon anyhow. Anyhow, that's what I'm getting at. I think... She's keen on the both of us. <laughs> I see where you're going. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You following my breadcrumb? I'm, I'm smelling <laughs> what... Make yourself ancillary. Yeah, put a sock in it. So here's the game, see? We each put in two bucks, hand it over to Marv. Marv, you put in three, and I'll explain the game. Here's how it's going to go down. You and me, we each get three goes at the broth. We strike out, we sit here, and grab some drinks on the house. If one of us wins her over, they get the money, they get the dame, and respect. The other fella just sits here and drinks with Mars. <laughs> a little steep, if you ask me. Well, that's the game. So, so I get a chance to? Uh, easy, bud. We already went over this. So then why do I have to buy in? Do I have to spell out everything to you? So what do you say, Sam? Are you in or are you out? <laughs> you know, no one can understand you with those glasses in your mouth. <laughs> How am I supposed to impress her? With words, or wit, or charm, or good looks, anything. Just don't be like Mark. Uh, well, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, let's strategize a little bit. Why would we do that? Uh, well, think about it. If we both go up and pull the same moves, we're liable to both fail. Uh, good point. We gotta mix it up a little bit. Uh, furthermore... That's no ordinary girl. Well, no. She sure is good looking. I don't think I'm going soft or anything. And I feel crazy saying it. But she's got some kind of mystical quality to her. You're not soft. And you're not crazy neither. I noticed it right when I walked in the room. Yeah. It's some kind of magnetism. That's it. She's, she's got something the other dames ain't got. At least I'm not the only one who can see it. And, and how often do you see a gal in a black dress in a place like this? It brings out her eyes, Marv. Yeah, and black is known to be slimming? You would know that if you knew anything. Well, I ain't sticking around with Marv all night. I'm in if you are. I'm in. Let's shake on it. So the table is set, not with China, but with a bet, a wager for money, for love, for the hand of a beautiful woman. Dear listener, I assure you they've wagered something far greater than money and pride. It's not an unusual bet for a place like the Oyster River. I'm sure countless nights have started with a gamble on a gal, but few will end like this one. <laughs> 
Well, all right, Mr. Narrator. I hope you're having fun making our listeners so uncomfortable. Oh, it's no fun at all. It is my job, after all. Well, you'll have to work a lot harder if any of our listeners are sitting on a Johnson's asbestos sofa, couch, love seat, ottoman, fainting couch, or hammock. When you're in a Johnson's, you're in the lap of comfort. Asbestos is the miracle product that keeps firefighters safe. Its fire-retardant properties are life-saving, and cool, soft embrace is life-changing. That's why when you see the Johnson's Asbestos label, you know you're getting a quality product. For our listeners, Johnson's Asbestos offers you one night of free sleeping on a Johnson's mattress before you pay. Have your own little cloud from heaven with Johnson's Asbestos. When it's Johnson's Asbestos, you know it's the bestest. The lap of luxury. Interesting. You won't find such creature comforts down the lengths of the slanted hallway. <laughs> Perhaps, though, you will find your fair share of creatures creeping, crawling, barbecuing, playing loud music, and enjoying a block party behind every nook and cranny. I wonder, dear listener, have any ever gotten out? I'd hate for you to stumble upon one as you caught off to bed. For now, let us rejoin those plucky fellows and that ravishing creature that lives above the Chinese restaurant. You know the one. The one at the far end of the slanted hallway. Tap. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Ma'am, I'm just going to keep tapping your shoulder until you talk to me. Wrong dame, Sam. Sorry, miss. Please enjoy this uh, half cup of coffee on the house. Put it on Marv's tap. I already paid for this. Whatever. Broads, am I right? Sorry about that, bud. No worries at all. Since you're so eager, why don't you take the first crack at the gal? All right, all right. Watch and learn. Say, dog, you ever notice everyone in radios got wooden shoes? <laughs> You're funny. Well, I hope not funny looking. I couldn't help but notice you were glancing in my direction. Yeah, I was, cowboy. Might get back to the ranch. Well, Chuck, <laughs> you need a, ho- a horse on a bar and they won't let you drink. Let's go, Trigger. <laughs> Marv, I thought we banned horses. But like I was saying, so, um... Yes? Think, Sam. Think. What do dames like? Hey, have you heard the new Thelonious Monk? Uh, I I gotta hit the joint. Okay. I don't know, man. She's like Fort Knox. She's not giving anything up. Sammy, Sam, Sam, Sam. That's strike one. Now, you just let me show you how to really pitch woo. Maybe try a compliment. That's strike two for you, Marv. One more out of you, and I will buy you a one-way ticket to Beatsville, USA. Express non-stop first class, dining in the third car, tonight's picture... Easy, guy. No need to lay on a visual metaphor so thick. So you missed one. Not a problem. Just watch and learn from a master. Hey, dame. You got any gum? Do you like double mint? Yuck! I'm out of here. Oh, wait, the bet. 
Uh, forget the gum. Uh, what's your name, beautiful? Persephone. It's Greek. Greek, huh? I love pizza. But can you explain to me why a lady like you is hanging in a crummy place like this? Well, I'm, I'm here all the time. You don't say? No, I just did. Well, then how come I ain't never seen you here before? Have you been seeing somebody? Most recently, Mr. Aberrantly. That old guy? I guess he was kind of loaded. I wasn't interested in the money. He was good company. Yeah, I sure do miss him. Are you, are you crying? No, it's uh, my uh, beer and pretzel allergy. Why do you come to a bar if you're allergic to beer and pretzels? Only when they're together. But... I gotta go. Nice moves, bud. Cram it down your pretzel hole. At least I got some info out of her. Oh, yeah? What's the scoop? Well, she's definitely single. She was going with old man aberrantly. Well, that guy practically raised us. He taught us how to ride our bikes. I still can't believe he's gone. I think my favorite story about it. Can't you oh. see we're having a moment? Show some class. Mm-hmm. Why do you think a gal like that was going with an old fool like Mr. Aberrantly? Isn't it obvious, Artie? No, I can't wrap my head around it. She likes a man with class. Think about it. That old guy had everything. Money? Other stuff? I'm pretty sure. He was everybody's friend. He was a funny guy. A lot of charisma, you know? That's it. That's what it was. She must be the funny guys. We can't be telling street jokes to a lady like that. We don't need to. Just gotta turn on the charm, <laughs> and it'll come natural. Guess if it worked for an old guy like that, it'll work for a couple guys uh, closer to her age. That's what I'm saying, Artie. Just think about how we joke around with Marv all the time. All right, I'll give it a shot. Well, not so fast, there, bud. It's my turn. Hopefully, we ain't screwed things up too bad. Say, doll. You ever notice everyone in radio... Has got wooden shoes? Uh, Yeah, uh... What a beautiful gown you have on there. Why, thank you. I wore it just for you. Oh, jeez. I bet you use that line on everyone. It depends on who I'm talking to. You mean to tell me that I'm supposed to think you really wore that just for me? Well, no, Sam. I wore it for you and your friend. Did I tell you my name? No, you didn't. And neither did Arthur. Well, I guess, Artie, actually. I guess we do hang around here often enough for our name to get around. How long have you been waiting for us to talk to you? Not so long. I was wondering when you notice. Listen, lady. You go around dressed like that, it's hard not to notice. But you didn't. Well, neither did Artie. No, you're right. But this meeting has been a long time coming. So you've been waiting for me? For you and your friend. Listen, sister. This isn't the Pacific Theater. Folks around here don't play like that. It's one or the other. Ah, gee, that's a shame. Shame or not, you gotta pick. Well, if I'm going to pick, it'd be easier if the both of you were here at the same time. Fine. If that's what it takes... Now, I don't care for games, but I'll let you have this one. I'll go grab Artie. Well, listeners... This certainly is shaping up to be an evening to remember. I bet Sam and Artie will be talking about it for the rest of their lives. I wonder if they know exactly what they've gotten themselves into. It must feel like a dream. A beautiful woman, desperate for your attention. What a sweet dream that is. 
I should remind you, though, there are no sweet dreams in the slanted hallway. Only creepy, spooky ones. Like a nightmare. <laughs> you may not dream of falling in love. Rather, falling from the sky. Or maybe one where you've forgotten to study for an exam. Or you're late for a big meeting. Or you're... Artie, you're not going to believe it. What am I not going to believe? We're not fighting over her. She's fighting over us. How do you mean? She likes us both. Wants to talk to us all together like. All right, but the bet's still on. Artie, this ain't about the bet anymore. She knew our names. Popular guys. Everyone in here knows our names. Cheers to that. Yeah, but Artie, think real hard. Have you ever seen this gal before? I'd remember a gal like that for sure. And listen, normally, if I heard tell of a broad chasing after men like this, I'd lose interest. But every second that goes by, she seems better and better. Sam, to tell you the truth, I don't care about the bed anymore. It's like I need to talk to her. I can't believe I'm so dumb I've fallen for some dame at the end of the bar. But this ain't no ordinary gal. It's like I've been telling you. I know, I know. I'm just glad it's happening to you, too. I thought I was going soft. Well, she wants to talk to us both. She wants us to head down there together. I'm scared. You what? Nothing. Let's go over there. Better no bet. She's picking me. Not on your life, pal. I'd bet my wife and child on it. Well, I'll shake on that. <laughs> All right, you got us both over here. We're willing to play along, but after this, no more games. Yeah, I'm not falling for no more charades. Solitaire's out of the question. Same with backgammon. And I know how much you gals like bridge, I, The but... point's been made, Artie. If you boys are so against games, why is Marv holding on to your money? How do you know about that? And I know you've never been in here before, so how do you know our names? I've been waiting for you boys a while. Don't you think I'd learn a thing or two about you in that time? What, have you been sitting here all night? <laughs> Artie, I've been here since last night. Why didn't you talk to us during morning drinks? Or on our lunch drink? Or my 3 p.m. avoiding my wife drink? You've been waiting around in a bar for a full day? Waiting on a couple of schmucks to walk in? That's right. Well, if you're willing to wait so long, why'd you pick the last night? Or the night before? Or just walk in here when we always show up? Yeah, what made last night so special that you'd be willing to waste a whole day for two guys who may not even be here? Why don't you tell me? It was the same as any other night. Dark, stormy, etc. Driving conditions, extremely poor. Visibility, low, 80% chance of rain. And now, Brett, back to you at the news desk. Now, wait, hold on. What's up, Artie? Do you remember how we got home? I know I offered to drive. I know for a fact we got into my car. Yeah, but I don't remember getting out. I don't remember you dropping me off. I, I don't know if I did. Think, Sam. What's the last thing you remember? Gosh, I don't know. We turned the corner, and the next thing I remember is waking up, eating a pound of bacon, and heading to my job at the asbestos factory. Exactly my point. 
We turned on the Karloff Boulevard, and then... I got out of bed, smoked a pack of cigarettes, and had three pots of coffee before my shift in the coal mine. Wait a minute, now I remember. Well, I remember you. I remember the dress. You were there just before the train crossing. And I've been waiting for you boys ever since. Artie, why don't you take my hand? Our ride is waiting. Artie, what's happening to you? Oh, you've gone pale as a ghost. Artie, speak to me. Anything, come on, say something. Anything. Uh, uh, oh, the glass struck again. Now you, Sam. We're late enough as it is. See, listener? I told you it was no ordinary girl. It was death the whole time. How about that? That do anything for you? I promised you a shock, and I think I've delivered. Definitely a B+, and that's being conservative. Certainly better than the janitor's work, looking pretty dusty. I think the moral of tonight's tale of horror? Don't parlay with suspicious women. Or maybe it's that death lurks everywhere. It could be a metaphor. Something about the dangers of alcohol or something. Either way, it's certainly an off-center tale. Like a scene filmed at a Dutch angle. For the less movie-savvy, that's when the camera is slanted. Hallway. Got it in. All right. Be sure to tune in next week, where we tell the tale of a bartender whose hand goes missing and his wife is secretly having an affair with the devil, who stole his hand, and that's how the stories link up, and just when you think the whole thing is going to be about love conquers all, we throw you a twist where he was the devil the whole time. I bet that's piqued your interest. I bet that will be syndicated. Pretty slanted, if you ask me. Slanted hallway, that is. That's two. All right. (laughs) 